Jason Longshore is joining us, color analyst for all things Atlanta United. He will be on the call Saturday night, pregame at 7 o'clock, kick at 7.30. He and Mike uh, Mike Connie will have uh, the call for all the action as uh, Atlanta United gets cranked up this season. Jason is on Twitter, by the way, at Longshoe. Jason, good evening to you as we get ready to embark on another season here of the uh, Atlanta United Club. Season number seven. It feels like it was yesterday. It's just crazy to think that we're going into year seven now already. So we, I heard Mike, uh, Mike Connie this morning. He was on with, with the Freaky Deaky Show, and he went all hot take Tommy on, uh, on us. He, he said this morning that Tialga Almada may be the best player in MLS is he very far off on that? Because that seems like a really good sign if he is the best player in MLS. No, I don't think so. I thought the second half of last season, Tiago Almada was the best player in MLS. I think it took him a little bit of time, as you see with any adjustment to a new style of play in a league. Not the style of play in the team. That That is just always a, a change. Any any sport, any player who leaves a team goes to another. You're just into the coach. You're just into the locker room adjusting to your teammates that's normal but I think the thing about this sport that maybe is unique when we're talking about our major sports in the U.S. team sports anyway league to league when you you move from another league the styles are very different the way the game is refereed is very different you know what's what gets reactions from the crowd is very different so it, it takes a little bit of time and major league soccer is a more physically demanding league than a lot of leagues around the world. And it's a more physically demanding league than the Argentine league where Tiago Almada had played more transition. So more back and forth end to end kind of action. The Argentine league is very physical in terms of, of fouling and, and, and kicking and grabbing and that side of things, but it's not a transition based league like MLS is. You don't have as many teams that press, like Philadelphia, Cincinnati, the Red Bulls, that doesn't happen in Argentina, really. So it took him a little bit of time to adjust. And I thought once he did, about midway through, you know, you could look down the stretch at how many big goals or big chances he created. I thought Thiago Almada was that best player in the league in the second half, and that's what earned him the call-up to the Argentine national team for the World Cup when the spot opened up. Jason, I was looking at the uh, MLS power rankings for what they're worth here in, in preseason, but <laughs> what, uh, you know, it's like everything else. I mean, you know, just, you know, you take them for what they are. But what does Atlanta, I mean, they have Atlanta United 15th in, in MLS. What do you think is the key for Atlanta United to be in the upper echelon of either the Eastern Conference or MLS as a whole? What's going to be the real key for this season going into this year? Personally, I think they're banging on that door already. Um, there was a, an anonymous survey of chief soccer officers, general managers around the league. 20 people out of the 29 in the league were surveyed by the Athletic. And Philadelphia received the most votes as a team that will win MLS Cup, 10 of the 20. Atlanta United was second with three. Hmm. But the thing is, Atlanta three, Austin two, LAFC two, LA Galaxy two, anybody else got one. But I think what, what that tells you is, one, I don't think they're the 15th best team in the league. I think they are a team that can compete for MLS Cup straight out of the gate. 
But I also think this league is more competitive than maybe it's ever been from top to bottom. Philadelphia, with how close they were last year, coming just short, and I think improving their team, to be honest, in the offseason. They're the favorite going in. They're the favorite in the East or the favorite in the league. Beyond that, it is wide open. And I think for Atlanta United to get to where they want to, which is lifting trophies in, in, in 2023 and beyond, they've got to eliminate the mistakes defensively individually i don't think it's a system thing i think it's more of the individual mistakes we saw last year a lot of that is down to the back line changing game to game it felt like with the injuries they dealt with and missing brad kazan's leadership in the back that's going to change this year walking in the door so that's a big help and converting chances you know you look back at last season atlanta united created chances at a very high clip they had plenty of shots not always the highest percentage shot they settled for Shots from distance a little too often, but being more efficient and finishing chances in the final third, the number one thing that will elevate them is eliminating those individual mistakes defensively. Jason Longshore joining us here in the waitfor.com hotline, color analyst for all things Atlanta United as they get ready to get cranked up on Saturday against San Jose pregame at seven o'clock kick at seven 30. He and uh, Mike, Mike Connie will have the call for all of that. Uh, Yakamakis is having some visa issues. I guess two-part question here. So how likely is it that 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 gets resolved by the time that they are ready to go on Saturday? And is this still fallout from COVID? Or, like, why are we still having visa issues in the year 2023 of our Lord? Uh, you got to ask some people who are way above my pay grade on the visa issue and why we're doing it. Um, it's always been there. I, I think the timing is actually kind of back to normal. I remember he wasn't signed that long ago. I, I think, you know, Luis Abram was signed just a little bit before Yakimakis, and he got his work visa late last week, so he was able to participate in the game in St. Louis, the closed-door scrimmage. The timelines would match up for Yakimakis to possibly get his visa at this point um we talked to garth lagerway last night on my soccer down here uh show we did a town hall from wild leap brewing uh and lagerway put it at i think 30 70 that it would come through that was last night i don't know if there's been any movement in that i i don't know the process but if he's available, I know the, the general thinking has been that he would not play any part in the game even if he gets the work visa at the stage. I think he would. I don't know if he starts, but I think he would be part of it. Um, you'd love for him to be part of the group and have him available to come off the bench if needed in that game. But we just have to wait and see across our fingers that uh, the government can process paperwork fast enough. Health-wise, everybody in good shape coming out of all the friendlies and everything? Everybody up, you know, and ready to go for Saturday night? Yeah, I think in general, I think it's about normal. Uh, Machoke Chol had an injury in the AmFam Cup game against Toluca. He is out with a hamstring for this week. Uh, Tyler Wolf had a shoulder injury, suffered with the, the U-20 national team, so he's out. Derek Etienne has been training with the team for about a week and a half, according to Gonzalo Pineda. Uh, he did play a part in that game in St. Louis last Saturday. I don't know if he's ready to start yet. And then it's not an injury issue. It's just more of a, a timing issue. Luis Abram, 
I mentioned he played in St. Louis, but it was he played a part in that second half. He's been training maybe a little bit less than Etienne, and he hasn't played 90 minutes since last October. So asking Abram to be able to play 90 is a huge ask at this stage and just where he is. Can he play? Yes. Can he start? I don't know. That feels like a coin flip to me. Uh, Juan Hoparata and Miles Robinson have been starting for the majority of the preseason. That's kind of where my gut feeling is, unless Abram's fitness is just at a point where he, they feel he can go at least 60 minutes. We obviously don't see San Jose more than never. Um, we know that they're we know that they're one of the worst teams in MLS, and and obviously coming you know West Coast to East Coast certainly has to favor Atlanta United. But I, I guess I'll ask it this way: Is there anything they do well? Yeah, actually, this is a much better San Jose team than they were last year. Last year, the the storyline for their season was they, they walked in the door with Matias Almeida disgruntled as the manager. He had wanted a, an extension. They weren't going to give him that. He wanted more resources put into the team. They weren't going to spend the money. So he was grumbling, I think, from day one of preseason last year. And seven games in, they decided that was enough. So then they went to an interim manager in Alex Covello. Almeida's style and, and system and game model was very specific. Uh, idiosyncratic would maybe be a, a polite way to put it. Um, it's not something that you can really readily change on the fly very easily. And I think the, the Quakes kind of suffered being a little bit of an in-between team last year. Almeida was gone. They weren't going to continue with that style. They couldn't really change it. They should have done it before the season, to be honest. They didn't, and they paid the price last year. Now, coming into this year, they have Luchi Gonzalez, who had some success at Dallas uh, as a manager. Before losing the gig there, he went to join the U.S. men's national team as an assistant, finished up the World Cup, took over in San Jose. He's got a really good front four. Uh, not any massive big-time stars in that group, but a lot of speed. Christian Espinosa on the right wing, very good cutting inside. He's a double-digit goal assist guy. Jeremy Abobasi had 17 goals last year, even on a bad team. What let them down was defense. And they added Jonathan Mensah, who used to captain Columbus. They added him in the preseason. But he hasn't played a, a full half, I don't think, with San Jose yet. So is he ready to be the leader on that back line? Goalkeeper's a question. Both fullback positions are a question. One of the center back question, spots is a question with Mensa. He'll take it when he's ready, but I don't know if he's ready yet. So attacking-wise, midfield-wise, this is a pretty decent San Jose team to maybe very good in the midfield. But defensively, there's still a lot of questions. And new coach, new style, how long does it take for that to really hit, hit its stride? So when I look at the schedule, four of the, uh, four of the first six games, or four of the first six matches are at home. And then the other two, I mean, you've got a road trip to Charlotte, which is a taxi ride. So, you know, when you look at this schedule, it does look like that there's some opportunity, especially because you're playing at home, to get off to a good start. And, and you know, one of the things I've said about the Atlanta Hawks is they haven't taken advantage of any point of their schedule. They haven't been great at home. They haven't taken advantage of bad teams when they played them. Even though, you know, it's new roster, new players, guys coming back and all this kind of stuff that coming back from injury and all this kind of stuff. But how important is the first stretch of the year to take advantage of this schedule with 
four of the six matches at home, you know, with, you know, the, the two road trips. One is Charlotte. So, you know, how, how key is it for this group to get off to a good start and take advantage of their schedule? Very important. And it is going to be interesting to see how they do it because without Etienne in preseason for the majority of it, without Yakimakis at all up to this point, that's two of your front four that, that haven't played with the other two who have been really good in preseason in Thiago Almada and Luis Araujo. So that's chemistry. It takes some time to build. You're going to be doing that on the fly. So while I'm not expecting the rhythm on the ball to maybe be where it, it will be in a couple months, it will be in the summer. I do think they can get wins early on. It's not because of the opponents not being strong. It's because what Gonzalo Pineda believes in style-wise, and I think he's got the players to really do it here, is if his team doesn't have the ball, he wants them to press high, and he wants them to create turnovers. He doesn't want them to, if they lose possession in the attacking half, to drop and just get numbers behind the ball and just try to clog passing lanes up and that sort of thing. He doesn't want that. He wants them to work hard to win the ball back in the attacking half. Because if you do, shorter distance to goal, the other team is all discombobulated, you have opportunities to take advantage. Luis Araujo thrives in that. Derek Etienne thrives in that. Yakimakis, I think, will be a great fit in that system. And then with Almada and the midfield kind of behind it, I think they're going to get a lot of turnovers and quick opportunities to go to goal. So while the rhythm might not be there early and the, the 10, 12, 15 pass sequences might not be where they will be later, I think there will be goals. It's just down to not making individual mistakes defensively and managing the moments in the game. You get a lead, be smart. Keep possession a little bit. Knock the ball around. Keep it safe and get your bearings as this team builds its chemistry. Another season of Atlanta United Soccer kicks off Saturday night. Pre-game at 7 o'clock. Kick at 7.30 against the San Jose Earthquakes. Not Typhoon and Earthquake, the Natural Disasters, uh, the great tag team. Uh, do you remember those guys, Jason? You remember the Natural Disasters? Oh, yeah, no, I remember those guys. Okay, all right. Jason Longshore will be part of the call, along with Mike, uh, Mike Connie, and uh, everything gets kicked off at 7 o'clock as uh, another season opens up for Atlanta United. Jason is always – by the way, Jason's on Twitter, at Longshoe. Jason, as always, my friend, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks uh, so much, and uh, we'll chat again here soon. Yeah, be talking soon. Thanks for having me.